fundraising event. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Uh, David Kaplan joins us. Cap, you'll be interested in this. You may have seen this. Obviously, first of all, welcome, and we appreciate you being here. Centurion Stone of Iowa Good sponsors. To Good uh, to be with you. Dickie V just tweeted this out. Today at, uh, at noon, Central, there will be a major announcement involving my life, all capitalized, exclamation mark. Uh, God bless. Thanks. I wonder what that is. I hope he's okay. I mean, he's getting up there in age. I hope he's fine. What do you think that is, Cap? Retirement? Uh, I gotta think it's. Boy, I hope it's not a health thing. I wouldn't shock me. Then you can Google it. I, I've got to guess Dick's eighty-two, eighty-three. He's in his eighties, yeah. So perhaps he is hanging him up. I mean, with COVID. Yeah. With the travel, and then he's had uh, voice issues in the past where he had to have surgery. You know, it's funny. I was just talking about this on the air. So I have a good relationship with Mr. Vital. I really, really like the guy. We've stayed in touch. When you interview him, hey, baby, it's a PGP <laughs> or blah, blah, and you're like, that's him. I sent him a text. Hey, can I have you on the Cubs pregame show? This is a few years ago at the Final Four. I want to tape it with you because you're a huge baseball guy. He said, absolutely, meet me at the hotel in Indianapolis. I walk over. I got my little micro mini disc recorder. I walk in, and this is, I'm not kidding you. This is, hey, Cap, how are you? Everything good? <laughs> yeah, everything's, everything's great, Dick. Uh, how's life? Everything's fine. Let's tape this. Coming down three, two, one. Dick Vitale joins us on Cubs pregame live. Hey, baby, how about the big? Like he turns it on and turns it off. He's not that guy. Like I'm this guy everywhere in my life. Mm-hmm. Like you ask my wife, I come bouncing in the door. Hey, Sparkles, what's going on? <laughs> and I'm the same guy. Dick is two totally different personalities. So I don't know. I hope he's all right. Well, we'll know in about 50 minutes. Cap, speaking, we hope he's all right. Uh, I'm guessing that's the consensus in Chicago. Uh, about the franchise, and that's Justin Fields, and he mispracticed today with a groin injury. Uh, obviously, they're erring on the side of caution when it comes to him. Everybody wants to see him take another step, and that would be game two after what they saw in the first preseason game that they witnessed at Soldier Field. They'll get to do so again on Saturday. What are you hearing on Fields, Cap? I heard it's nothing and that they're erring on the side of the quote was extreme caution. Hey, McGroin's a little tight. All right, fine. We're good. We're good. They even, during practice, after they did some, I believe, blitz pickup drills this morning, Matt blew his whistle, said, take the, the pads off. We're not hitting. We are banged up. We've got to get to opening day as healthy as possible. So 
I'm hearing it's not a big deal with Justin Fields. We'll find out. Tevin Jenkins, that's a different story. That's a huge story there. And a guy that was expected to be a starter right away as a rookie, he's not going to be part of the plans, at least early. They hope to have him back by the end of the year. We're talking back surgery here. Mm-hmm. Maybe a stretch for an old line that route. Yeah, you you look at this offensive line. There are already questions, and now the tackle spots. Woof. Fill us in what you know, Cap. So he had a lumbar issue in college, which was a strain. It was called. And Brad Biggs, who you know, we may not be the best of friends, but he's very good at his job. He said that he talked to a source, a league source, not a bear source, that said there was nothing remarkable on his combine medicals. And every team gets the same medical info. It's not like the Bears get something that the Vikings don't or vice versa. And there was nothing that gave anyone, oh, boy, we got to red flag that guy. And Matt Nagy said that this is a different set of symptoms from what he dealt with in college. So, look, he was you know, training with them after the draft. He was on the field at OTAs, but he's been unable to do anything in training camp. Now, is it, it's obviously not a mental thing. I've heard he's had some struggles adjusting to away from family, away from girlfriend, away from the security of, you know, he's not a Chicago kid. He didn't grow up here. And I remember Kerry Wood telling me he showed up, he got drafted from Grand Prairie, Texas. They landed at O'Hare and they got in a taxi cab. There were no Ubers then, no car service picking him up. And he said, I can never do this. I I can't live in this traffic and all this. (laughs) He still lives here. He's a Chicagoan. And he said, I didn't know how I was going to handle it. It took some time to adjust. There's a mental adjustment to what Tevin's dealing with. Oh, and then he can't get on the field because he's got a back issue. That all could contribute to, you know, a mental issue. Uh, Cap, let's go to you back to your show on Monday after what the fan base witnessed on Saturday. First two drives, kind of look well, particularly the first one. I mean, nothing to write home about. Looked like a rookie quarterback getting his feet wet, and then all of a sudden, uh, and then the quote after the game when he was asked about the speed of the game. No, nah, that really didn't affect me. In fact, I I got used to that in practice. For a rookie quarterback to say that the speed never affected him at all, that's just as rare as rare can be. So, what was it like, Cap, as far as the hype meter when you got to work on Monday? Well, I mean. Full disclosure, I was in my glory watching that game, and I couldn't be more disappointed that Mitchell Trubisky didn't work out. I thought he would. The second overall pick, it didn't. We turned the page, and now we've got this guy. My two sources, my right eye and my left eye, tell me (laughs) he's going to be a star. And there's nothing that he did on Saturday to change my opinion. So I came in Monday morning on my show, and I said, no disrespect to my beautiful wife, Mindy, who I've been with for 22 years, and we've been married for 17-plus. I adore her, blah, blah, blah. Knowing Justin Fields is my quarterback of my favorite team, and that every Sunday for the next 10 to 15 years, he's my guy, and I think he's going to be a top-five NFL quarterback, is better than great sex. And everyone went, what? What did you say? You heard me. Yep, absolutely right. So, of course, that was all over every show, and I've had people 
hey, man, I'm 60 years old. Love my wife, love my life, all of it. For the next 15 years, every Sunday, I'm going to watch my guy potentially be one of the five best quarterbacks in the National Football League. All in. Sign me up. Akeem Hicks, as we uh, transition from that, Cappy. Why did he leave practice yesterday? It looks like he's back at practice today, but kind of a weird one, and I saw Bears Twitter going crazy when he mysteriously left practice yesterday. Yeah, the trainer came out as they were stretching to start practice and said, you got to come with me. Boom, he's gone, he's not back. Now, that could have been, hey, man, your dog got loose, who <laughs> right. your child has this, oh. or your wife called about that, or maybe, hey, man, we got to rerun your COVID test. We don't know, but he was back there today, so it's obviously not a failed COVID test. I don't know if he's vaccinated, not vaccinated. I know Matt Nagy, we had on a couple weeks ago, and I said, hey, Matt, uh, Bruce Arian said uh, by August 13th, the Tampa Bay Bucks would be at 92% vaccinated. I know there's another team in the league, might be the Raiders, but I might be wrong, but I think it's the Raiders. They're at 100%, and then you got the Vikings and the Washington football team at like 48%. Their coaches are not happy about it. So I I can't answer why he left. I'm assuming the majority of their guys, though, are vaccinated. Matt thought they would get to 90-some percent as well. Uh, we will get to, since you are guaranteed, well, we're going to get to the White Sox anyways, but I'm anxious to hear what the uh, the atmosphere was like in the ballpark after Bassett uh, took one in the face like he did in the second inning, frightening as hell. But last thing on the Bears cap, David Montgomery, uh, he carried the ball once and immediately limped to the sideline. Now, they're saying it's not a big deal, but it certainly looked like an ankle to me. Any update on the former Cyclone? No. Sounds like he's okay. I mean, it doesn't sound like there's any issue as they ran down the injuries today. It did not sound like there's anything to be concerned about with David Montgomery. We got news that Eddie Goldman's back tightened up on him, so he wasn't practicing today. Uh, we mentioned Akeem was back. Roquan has been out with a groin. He was back in a limited capacity on the field today. Eddie Jackson's already returned, and he's been cleared off the pump list, so He's back, and then there's one more. That, oh, James Daniels, the former Iowa Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. He's back in a limited way at practice. He's been dealing with a quad issue. So I think they're being super cautious because they know September 12th is coming fast. David Kaplan joining us. Cappy, let's go to those White Sox. And away from the field a moment, but well, what we saw on the pitching mound last night, on the other side with the White Sox, not the story of Bassett. Lopez, if he could go out there and just help this team out. Cease is coming up to the most innings he's ever pitched in his career. you got some older guys out there. An ability to go six starters now if they want to the rest of the way and have somebody that is capable as opposed to just doing a bullpen game or bringing in a flyer from AAA. That could be big here as they try to chase down, at the very least, the number 2 seed in home field in the divisional round. Uh, no question. If they could get something out of Reynaldo Lopez would be money. Now he's not going to be a starter on an every fifth day basis because they've got five guys that are really good. If Rodon truly is close to returning, but that guy throws 98 miles an hour. He's got a filthy breaking ball. A year ago, his command issues were what led him to get battered about because all of a sudden 98 becomes 95 because I'm trying to aim it. And I walk a couple, and now I hang a breaking ball. Bam! I'm three nothing in the hole. So yeah, 
I watched that game. I was there last night with my son, Brett, and I thought, all right, they'll give Reynaldo Lopez as an opener, a couple innings, and just make it a bullpen. That guy was locked in, man. He was. Uh, Cap, what was the atmosphere watching it on TV when it happened? And it just it was awful. Um, of course, the blood all over his right hand as he held that, uh, tried to stop the bleeding with the towel. And this wasn't, like I said earlier, this wasn't a Gatorade towel, you know, just one of those thin, this was a major uh, bath towel, if you will. Uh, bad injury. What was the atmosphere like in the ballpark? Quiet, just couldn't, kind of a state of shock seemingly amongst the fans. Certainly was amongst the teams. Yeah, it was scary. We sat there, and, I mean, the whole stadium went silent. Like, there weren't 40,000 there, but there were 20-plus thousand there. Silent. Nobody saying a word. Everyone's like, oh, my God, please don't be dead. I mean, Mm -hmm. he got hit in the side of the head. You can die from that. And when he was down, when he finally got, like, to two knees and he was doubled over, I'm like, all right, he's alive. And you could tell he was bleeding. And when they were waving, let's go, get the help out here. And then the cart came out. Mm -hmm. It was eerie, man. And the only thing I could think of that I saw that was similar, I was at the game on a Saturday in June of 2003, and I'm jacked up for this pitching matchup. It's Kerry Wood against Roger Clemens, Yankees Mm -hmm. at Cubs, and Hesop Choi and Kerry Wood collide going for a pop-up. Choi whacks his head on the ground, and it's out cold, out cold. And they bring an ambulance onto the field at Wrigley through the right field wall. There's a gate there. On they come, and they load him on the ambulance. And He was unconscious, and you didn't know. And so we got an update later that he was all right. It was scary. But last night, to see that and hear the thud, I was sitting close to the field, to hear that crack of the bat and the off the head was gut-wrenching. 21,000-plus in the uh, stadium last night. How's attendance been for the White Sox this year? Uh, it's been much, much better. Now, again, it's going to be a process. Usually, you sell tickets off of great success. Mm-hmm. We're in a pandemic. There are 11 games up in first place, but there are people still saying, I've got friends going, ah, I'm not going to go to a game right now. Hmm. Had there been no pandemic and they're playing the way they're playing, there's 30-plus thousand. And they did have that many for the Yankees over the weekend. They had 30-plus thousand both nights. So they're still drawing markedly better. And whether they win the World Series, get knocked out in the postseason, going into next year, they're going to be one of the teams people pick to have a chance to win the World Series. Again, if there's no crazy spike in COVID and we're in a decent place, I think you'll see attendance continue to go up. Cap, I know it's been six days ago, but we haven't had an opportunity to speak with you since the Field of Dreams game unfolded. Just a remarkable finish, the the entire event. Now, personally, I wish they'd shelve it. I don't know how you're going to come close to topping that. Uh, that's on one hand. On the other hand, uh, the people of Dyersville and seeing the bump in the economy that they would get from carrying this game over in subsequent years. Uh, so I can't be critical of that. But I just don't know how you can come close to topping what we witnessed last Thursday from a non-Iowa perspective perspective your thoughts on what you saw and do you think it should be an annual uh i don't think it should be an annual and no matter who plays in the game you'll never top what happened last thursday uh here's a couple thoughts for you one that was the best 
regular season, not postseason, regular season sporting event I've ever watched. I was locked in from 6 p.m. whenever they started the pregame festivities till the last out of their last pitch of the game when Tim Anderson walked it off. It was amazing. Can you tell me how that helps grow the game? I mean, it's a one-off. The people that loved it, they're all baseball fans like you and I and Trent. Like, that's my favorite sport. You spoon-feed me that. I loved it. But does a 17-year-old kid go, oh, that was amazing. Now I'm going to start watching baseball? I'm not convinced. Yeah, I, I'm not either. Cap, uh, just uh, real quick on the Cubs. You know, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch him anyways. But it was good to see Kyle Hendricks. It was good to see him finally get a win. And you know, Hap have the game that he did. There's a bunch of guys that you know that uh, we've never seen, and they keep bringing guys up from here. And I'm and that's the right thing to do. Don't get me wrong. But it was nice to see them finally break that skid over a pretty good baseball team in the Reds. Yeah, the Reds are really good offensively, so for Kyle to hold them in check uh, in check the way he did, he had a no-hitter in the fifth and pitched really well. And he now is the only pitcher in Major League Baseball that has 14 wins. Now, he may not win the Cy Young, but 14 wins on this ball club? Pretty impressive. Uh, and last thing, Cap, uh, Hoyer closed the game, two-inning save last night against, again, a good offensive team. Uh, is he the guy that they're grooming to take over the closer role? He's you know, what, mid-20s, I think. Uh, big kid, can really bring it, looked good last night. What's his future, Cap? Is he the guy that they want closing games going forward? Will they get every opportunity to do so? I think he will be put in very favorable situations. I don't think they're handing the ball going, that's our closer, and call a press conference. We're announcing it, but he's going to be given the lion's share of the opportunities. He is a hard-throwing guy. He needed a fresh start. Rick Hahn told me last week after the deal had gone down, he said, Jed, you're not getting him. I'll give you a magical. You're not getting him. I got a prospect you get. Nope. If you want Kimbrell, I'm getting magical, and I'm getting Cody Hoyer. No, nah, I can't give it. All right. He's dealing with Tampa Bay and a few other teams. And Rick said he was insistent, and we just decided, all right, we got to get this guy if we're going to try and win the World Series. It hurts, but you can have him. And he said Cody Hoyer is going to be a really good pitcher for the Chicago Cubs. Great stuff, Cap. Uh, thanks for doing this for us. As always, we will uh, talk to you in a week's time. Hopefully we do see Justin Fields on the field on uh, Saturdays. Great television, no doubt about it. Thanks, Capper. Uh- I hope you're right. You guys have a great day and a great rest of your week, all right? Good to talk to you, pal. Thank you. See you. See you. David Kaplan uh, from uh, ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago, Centurion Stone of Iowa makes it possible. Uh, Folks, if you're in the market, if you've got a project that you still want to get done, uh, whether it's um, indoor or outdoor, and it calls for natural stone or manufactured to update, maybe the fireplace, maybe the rec room, maybe the exterior, whatever, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Uh, check them out online. Beautiful stone veneer products, centurionstoneofiowa.com. Visit the showroom. We highly recommend you doing that before you um, ultimately make your choice of who to go with. I think this will 
put you over the top. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Centurion Stone of Iowa.com. Well, good insight on the trade and mm-hmm. the insistence there. He looked really good last night, Trent. Two winning save against some, you know, some pretty decent bats in that Reds lineup. Oh, no doubt. We talked about Vado and how he can heat up and he's continued to be hot there. You know who I like is the second baseman, India. Yes. He's a good player. They got good chance, right? Yeah, I think so. Chip in a chair? Yep. The Reds? Yep. I wouldn't, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, the Giants have been great. Uh-huh. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. They're excellent. And Short series. Who? I mean, I guess Brewer, Brewers right now would have to be the third team. Yeah. It would be Giants, Dodgers, or you can flip them around, but mm-hmm. the Giants have proven to me. And then the Brewers? Yeah. Right? And then... With that top two in the back end of the bullpen. Uh-huh. Don't love the and offense. Burns was great last night again. He was. Um, And then Padres, Braves? I guess. I guess. The Padres are hard to get a read on. Well, they just signed Jake Arrieta. I mean, how how desperate are they? Oh, I have something for you. Arietta's going up against Chichi Rodriguez. <laughs> That's a golfer, <laughs> Chichi Gonzalez? His name's Chichi. He's okay. the, he's a, he's been with the Rockies now for I don't know half a decade. He's terrible. He's just awful year after year. And Arietta's pitching today. And Arietta's pitching today. Gonzalez. Chichi Gonzalez. Okay. Guess what the total in that game is? In Colorado? In Colorado. So the total in that game is if you don't follow baseball totals, they're anywhere usually between eight and a half to nine and a half. Kind right. of the T- double digits, yeah, is, you see them periodically. Right. But the Field of Dreams game, that got to 10. Did it? Uh, it's 12. You got to go higher. You, you really? You got to go 13? to 14. You got to go to 14. Going to be a lot of runs. That's, that's a lot of cushion to play with. But look at the two starters. Two starters with ERAs north of six in Colorado. Two lineups that can hit 14. Now, I know they're the Rockies, but what if Arietta goes out and spins a gem? I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't fall out of my chair. He had some good starts back in April. Yeah, but, but like you just said, we're in August now, Trent. It's true. Uh, Vinny Iyer on the NFL. 14, that's a bo- I've never seen that before. I, I never have either. Uh, Vinny Iyer on the NFL next. Miller and Condon, 1460 KX in 0-106. Some roofing companies come and go like a passing storm. Here today, gone tomorrow, not Wolf Roofing. Wolf Roofing has been serving Central Iowa since 1993, from basic repairs to complete re-roofing projects. Wolf Roofing has the expertise to get your job done right. We have a team of highly trained and certified people, both in the field and behind the scenes, who care about your project. For a job done right, get the professionals at Wolf Roofing a call at 225-8866 or find us on the web at XNO. It's everybody's favorite time of year right now. Well, right around the corner anyways. College football season. To celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right, DraftKings giving all new players 200 bucks in free bets instantly 
when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college game, no matter what happens. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Check out all the great promotions. They have daily odds boosts that they are offering. It's safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code KXNO to receive $200 in free breaths when you place a dollar on any college football game. That's promo code KXNO to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800- State Farm is there. You can see it. Picture it. The building you've always wanted. An expansion of your existing business. A new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at Graphite GRP. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Let's get right to our friend Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News, Northwestern grad, three-time Jeopardy champion. We got some Jeopardy we got to talk about today, too. Oh, that's right. We got to. I want to start with this, though. Uh, Vinny, uh, first of all, welcome to the program. I'm so glad you're recapping Hard Knocks because I think I'm the only one in America that's liking this. Uh, these first two episodes. <laughs> Twitter tells me not to waste my time. I, I don't know what uh, what they want. Uh, I thought the end of it was maybe the, one of the finer moments. I love the Kamara story. Don't get me wrong. And I'm rooting for that kid. But watching Lyle Collins and Dak Prescott... And Ezekiel Elliott, both, all all three of them lying down, undergoing treatment, and Collins coming up with a you know a rap song, if you will, uh, for Dak Collins at Mississippi State, or for Zach Prescott rather at uh, Mississippi State. I thought that was great. I loved the episode last night. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's been fun. I think the problem is I don't know what people are expecting. Like you can't just have things pop out of nowhere. This is reality, and it's uh, they do their best to tell good stories and. You have to keep in mind, I mean, the filming of this, I, I think NFL films, anything they do is fantastic here. So just the filming alone, just the way they put it together and the editing, it's a little bit inside baseball with, uh, you know, how they shoot sports documentaries. But that alone is kind of interesting. The narration is a bit cheesy, but you like it as well. Um, it, it, you're used to it, and you're just waiting for the next pun or transition that Liev Schreiber is going to make. So. It's it's fun. It's one hour. It's not you're not investing your life away. It's five episodes a year. I mean, it's not a lot. If you like the ins and outs of football and behind the scenes, it's a show for you. But if you don't like that, then you're not going to like it. Or if you have no investment in that team, so I, I think we need to just give it a break a little bit. I, I think as just a piece of artistic stuff that they do, just the camera work alone, just following these guys to appreciate what they're doing, I think if you just pull back and not expect it to be just this flowery thing that's always going to have the juiciest storyline, then you're going to enjoy the show. Well, look, if the Ravens set the bar very high, right, with Shannon Sharp 
and with Saraguchi and um, I mean they they set the bar high. That was a phenomenal fun. Ray Lewis and company. You know what I learned last night? I mean I know Demarcus Lawrence. Watching him every Sunday, this guy's an unbelievable football player. I had no idea about the person. You know the fact that when they when they go behind those scenes and you see a different guy, um, and then he just flips a switch when he goes out there, and he clearly does have that proverbial switch to flip. I mean those are some of the storylines that uh, that make my make my investment my one hour investment uh very worthwhile yeah it goes by very quickly and you you like the stories and you see the stories with the mothers of the players even if it's a guy that you know is going to have success in the nfl like uh micah parsons or is this azura kamara kid from kansas who's trying to make the team so it it, by way of africa yeah i mean it's amazing i mean so yeah, these stories are good, and the way they shoot it, I think we maybe take it for granted because we see it all the time. There's all these inside sport documentary series and inside the season of so-and-so. You see a lot of that, and so you might get a little bit uh, worn down by that, but it's maybe fatigue. But that's not a reason to say, okay, this is not the best show here in the world. So okay. I, I have to say, it's for what it's worth, it's very good, and, the, and I think that's where its value is. Vinny, to that division, the NFC East, it's great for helmets and uniforms. It really is. Not so great on the football field last season. You'd anticipate there'd be some improvement there. Are you a believer in Washington with that great defense back-to-back years? Are you on the Cowboys train, train coming back? Or one of the also reigns the last couple of years, the Eagles or the Giants? Who do you like? Yeah, I'm looking at Washington and Dallas. I'm having a hard time deciding. because I think Washington's offense can be very explosive. And uh, I'm not sure that uh, it has reached its limit or expectations yet. I mean, just with Antonio Gibson and Logan Thomas, Terry McLaurin, so they could be exciting. But I also know Dallas can light up the scoreboard here as well. So it should be rather uh, fun to watch. I, the Giants are a bit of a wild card. I don't know how well Daniel Jones is going to do. I don't know how well Jalen Hurts is going to do. So I don't know this quarterback situation. I know with Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's a pretty steady dude. He's going to be the guy that facilitates the offense with Dak, if he's healthy, he's going to be a top 10 quarterback that comes back strong here this season. So I think it's all going to be about offense. The Giants loaded up. They got some receivers there. They're getting Saquon Barkley back. Washington certainly has options. And I think it's uh, something that you can look at here right away. Uh, help us out with the rookie quarterbacks after, after one week. Of course, we watched Justin Fields. You went to Northwestern. You know what it's like as far as the appetite to get a quarterback, uh, in the city of Chicago. And it looks like they have one. But what about the others? Any of the other rookie quarterbacks in their indoctrination into a real NFL, well, preseason games? Uh, any of them impress you? Who did you like? And who maybe do you think, boy, this guy's got a long way to go? Yeah. I- Put some rankings up there that we had at Sporting News ranking the debuts. Justin Fields and Zach Wilson were particularly impressive, but you had Trevor Lawrence, I think, did what he could do within the framework of that offense, which I don't think is going to be the most creative. You had uh, some uh, good uh, flash plays from Trey Lance, but he's got to be become more consistent here. Then Kyle Trask, I think he fell on his face a little bit here. First start for the Buccaneers, but I also know that he's not looking to start. Tom Brady's going to be there. He could be there for five more years. And Kyle Trask may never play down in the NFL. So it's going to be interesting to see what uh, we get uh, from these rookie quarterbacks going forward. If I would say somebody might have a chance, if they give him a chance, might be Sam Ellinger. If uh, Carson Wentz doesn't work out, he's not healthy. He's an intriguing player because he's a dual threat, can run around. I don't know if that's sustainable, but in the short term, I think Ellinger could uh, have some value in the NFL.
Back to the NFC East and the Giants owner, John Mara. Uh, not not a great look, at least from the outside looking in, explaining the new taunting rules and that they were, quote, sick and tired of it. Not a great look, at least from this vantage point. Your takeaway, Vinny. Yeah, I think it's a little ticky-tack, but I think maybe the coaches wanted it, so the decision's out of their hands. They don't have to do any disciplining. The NFL yeah. does it, but it's, it's silly. I mean... Uh, I think these players pretty much are respectful of each other. It's okay if they get excited about one or two plays here and there. They're not trying to disrespect the other person. Like Benny LeMay flexing and doing it because he's trying to make the team as a fifth-string running back, and this might be his only action to run on a team. So you just have to keep that in mind with some of these players, especially in the preseason coming down on. This could be their moment for some of these guys, and that's it, and they may never see the NFL again. So just be a little bit. Uh, flexible about that rule. Uh, Vinny, I know you do a lot on uh, fantasy uh, football, and this is the time of year uh, at the Sporting News, sportingnews.com. You do a ton uh, with it. Vinny, you know what what group of players fascinates me? It's the second-year wide receivers, and I truly believe we're going to look back at this class and the the guys that went in the draft, uh, the receivers that came out from Jefferson, who was the rookie sensation last year, C.D. Lamb, who was the sensation of episode two, of hard knocks last night. I think he's going to be really good. We saw Rhaegar make a, a Rager make a highlight catch with the Eagles. I'm convinced Jerry Judy is on the cusp. Yet the first one that went, Henry Ruggs, and surprise, surprise, the Raiders took him because he's the quickest uh, of them all. Of course, the Steelers have a pretty good one uh, in their own right uh, that they drafted last year in the second round. Uh, but this is a, this is a group of players uh, that fast guy Claypool, who I'm referring to, but that fascinate me. Whose ceiling is the highest? Who do you think the breakout receiver of that group of second year guys is? Well, Claypool certainly is fascinating for sure. I mean, Justin Jefferson, you'd say, dominated already in this league. Uh, look at Henry Ruggs. I think I would go with Jerry Judy. I just want the quarterback situation to break in his favor. I mean, I actually think he needs Teddy Bridgewater more than Drew Locke. We've already seen it with Drew Locke. It was pretty ugly last year. So hopefully he gets a chance to uh, be more effective this year because he's a very good route runner. He just didn't have a great connection with Locke at this point. So Judy's the guy I think has the bigger upside. I mean, I think Henry Ruggs, I don't think the offense is perfect for him because it's not necessarily a comfortable, natural downfield stretching offense there with Derek Carr. So something's to monitor there for sure. Your old homeland, well, it was at Evanston, but Chicagoland area, was as wild as I've seen for a preseason game, the gushing performance out of Justin Fields. A little banged up right now, got a twinge in the groin, but the anticipation and the buildup here, Vinny, it is big time in Chicago, no doubt. Your takeaway from preseason game one, number one from Fields. Yeah, it was special. We'll see if he plays the second one. He has a growing injury that popped up in the camp today, so we'll see if they keep him careful. And uh, that could be an indication of that, they might think about starting him if they're being careful about not wanting to get him hurt in the in the situation this week. I think they saw plenty last week, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in his usage in week two of the preseason. It'll be interesting if Matt Nagy kind of changes his mind in the battle versus Andy Dalton. So, a lot to still be determined there. But I would bet the Bears are starting to lean field here. Mm. We get out on this Jeopardy champion Vinny Iyer with us and writes at the Sporting News on the NFL Vinny. New host has been announced, Mike Richards, who is one of the uh, head guys there. He hosted, he filled in. 
I've read some articles and some chicanery maybe afoot there. Uh, there's some more that goes into it there, but just uh, your thoughts overall as somebody on the show. I know how important Jeopardy is to you with the new host. Well, I did do a Jeopardy host rankings, and I had that running all the way. I, Joe Buck uh, still yet to be determined uh, where I'm going to put him, but uh, not very inspired by what he did. But uh, looking at the rankings before then, I mean, I had both those uh, people uh, – Mike Richards and Mayim Bialik in the top four. I mean, I think David Faber did a really good job, the CNBC host. He was he was surprising. He was the pleasant surprise there. Ken Jennings was pretty solid early in the run, but two things they seemed to want. They wanted uh, somebody with quality, someone with familiarity with the show, someone who could connect with different audiences. And I think between those two, they got it. Now, I think it's unfair to just say Mike Richards is going to be bad or try to pull some stuff that – obviously didn't affect how he came over to Jeopardy. So, again, Sony Pictures made the decision. Some people said, oh, he's the executive producer. He hired himself. But (laughs) if they were looking and paying attention on the quality of the host, they got two of the top four there. That's all you can ask for. I think people had their personal favorites. But to me, objectively speaking, the way you present a game show, I I think uh, Richards and Bialik were very good at what they did and from different backgrounds. Yeah, you've, I've got the, your rankings right in front of me, and you do indeed have them number two. If any interesting uh, question about this, this at least interests me, uh, we'll let you go on this. Uh, as, as much NFL as you cover, whether it be you know the, the games or the fantasy stuff that you do, this, this particular piece on the ranking of the Jeopardy! champions, uh, how much traffic does it get, Vinny? Is, is this something that, you know, I know Trent's, I mean, Trent's a sports fan. Mm-hmm. He and his wife watch it faithfully. Was this, a, was this an article that, um, you know, I hate the phrase, but got a lot of clicks? Yeah, I think over the course it did. I mean, yeah. really in the early stages when people were looking for this, I mean, it was pretty good, darn good. And then we definitely had a few spikes. Of course, now the run is over, so not as much there. I think people are moving on to Richards and uh, Bialik, but there's still a lot of interest in this. This is, was a, I mean, you also have to know that Mike Richards was probably behind this with Alex Trebek, this rotating level of guest host. And as much buzz as Matt Amodio, the champion, he's an excellent champion and all that, but the real buzz for Jeopardy this year certainly created by this rotation. And people want to know who's hosting this week. What are we going to? And uh, I've never seen more casual people not totally into Jeopardy, care about Jeopardy more. So and the bottom line is he uh, did really well, and I think uh, people continue to reference that if they have more disagreements with the direction of Richards or Bialik. Uh, and we'll let you go on this, Vinny. I know it's, like I said, it's uh, fantasy football season. A lot of folks this weekend, certainly in the next few days, will be uh, uh, scheduling their draft if they ha- already haven't done so. You do a ton of that, uh, both at uh, the Sporting News. You've also got a podcast that uh, uh, is all about fantasy football. Tell us about that. Where can people find that? Yeah, you can find it wherever you get your podcast, iTunes, the usual areas of uh, podcast downloading. And uh, it's called Locked On Fantasy Football on the Locked On Network. And today on the Locked On NFL YouTube page, you can watch the Locked On Fantasy Live special. So it's me and a bunch of other experts from the network taking questions there live from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 8 to 9 Central Time Zone, where you guys are at. So, yeah, so check it out there on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Uh, a lot of your fantasy football questions will be answered. Good stuff, Vinny. Good luck with that tonight. We'll talk to you in the weeks ahead. Appreciate what you do for us. Thank you. All right, thank you. Good to talk to you. Vinny Iyer, three-time Jeopardy champion, sporting news, Northwestern grad, locked on network.
Uh, do you go? Do you go for advice when it comes to this? I know you're playing a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Or do you kind of go on your own? Kind of on my own yeah. for the most part. I'll, I'll read a little bit before the season, but yeah, it's. More of a feeling type of thing. Well, Vinny's got a good cast of characters mm-hmm. coming together tonight from uh, 9 to 10. We will take our final timeout. Miller and Condon, we're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Final couple of minutes here of a uh, Wednesday. Thanks to all of our guests. Thanks to David Kaplan, 1105. Good stuff with Cappy. Uh, by the way, uh, Trev Alberts and Scott Frost did have a press conference. Frost is adamantly denying that he tried to get out of the Oklahoma game. Oh, Murphy geez. stands by his sources. I never made one single phone call in regards to the schedule. That's not my job. I love the rivalry. All right, just send a text. Mm-hmm. Somebody else pick up the phone for you. Um, we'll we'll see. We'll see what there if this is a slap on the wrist. It's. The, they having the analyst actually doing coaching when you're only out ten mm-hmm. assistants. That's kind of a slap on the wrist thing. The you whole, think that's the only place in the country that that's happening? No, of to. course not. Right, right. Uh, but I, I think it might have been the only place in the country because Herm Edwards at Arizona State, he didn't care. He just kept the players uh, there during the pandemic, and they broke the rules. But to put them all, to gather them all up, and send them off campus so you could work out and do so. Mm, that might be the one that gets him in a little hot water. Yeah, I don't think it's fireable. Do you? No, no, no. I mean, win seven or eight games, everything will be fine. Four and eight's fireable. Fire and eight might be fireable. Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics at three. Hawks Central at six. Miller and Condon, 1460. KXNO 106.3 FM.